Hello and welcome to Voices of Westerly, a new podcast from the United Theater featuring conversations, many of which are recorded in front of a live audience, with the creative and professional individuals who make Westerly, Rhode Island such a unique and inspired community of leaders, innovators, and artists. I'm your host, Tony Nunes, Artistic Director of the United Theater, here in the beautiful downtown arts district of Westerly, Rhode Island. The Voices of Westerly series is inspired by Westerly photographer and artist Josh Behan, who created a Faces of Westerly portrait series, which we premiered here a couple of years ago at the United and is now on permanent display and rotation in our halls. Voices of Westerly live discussions will take place monthly in our post-credit scene event space here at the United. In this episode, we're talking to Mary Carol Kenzia, Executive Director of Washington County Literacy Volunteers. So I start all of these interviews the same way um, with a little bit of background about how you found yourself in Westerly, uh, your Westerly origin story, if you will. So let's start there and, and tell me your, your Westerly origin story. Well, I grew up in Northeast New Jersey in a town called Clifton and um, went to school in Purchase, New York at Manhattanville College. And there I met my husband, Tom, who grew up in Westerly. So about eight years later, we got married and originally lived in Phoenix for five years, but then eventually migrated back to Westerly. And that's how I ended up here. What year was that? Uh, no, yes, exactly, 1986. So, so we've been, been here, here for a while. We've been here a while. Um, before we talk about your work with Literacy Volunteers, mm -hmm. um, can you tell me a bit about your prior work? I, I think you worked in publishing. Yes, and, um, exactly. You've done some work uh, in journalism as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about that work? And then, and then after that, we'll talk a little bit about how that transitions into what you're doing now with Literacy Volunteers. But I'm mm -hmm. interested in, in how you got started in that world and what drew you to that world if you went to college for that or, or, or what. Um, I got into it, yes, in a bit of a way because of uh, college. Uh, I had a degree in studio art when I graduated and um, worked in a couple in advertising for a few years in New York until we moved to Phoenix. And at that point, um, it really became a matter of necessity the company that Tom was working for was looking for help in their graphics department. And so I uh, was a layout and paste up artist for them and I operated their big format camera. And through that work, when I would have downtime, uh, one of the people in the editorial department who I had become friendly with would say, hey listen, I could use some help. Let me teach you how to proofread. And then that kind of graduated into, let me teach you how to edit. So I kind of developed those skills on the job um, in what is actually a music publishing company. And I found that I really liked the work. Um, and when we decided to move back to this area, 
I was lucky enough to get a job at a small company in Mystic called 23rd Publications uh, as an editor of one of their magazines. So I did that for a while. And being a small company, it was the type of thing where you could move easily through different roles. And um, one day after I'd been there a couple of years editing the magazine, uh, the publisher said, you know, I really need a sales manager, and you've got a lot of chutzpah. You'll be perfect. <laughs> so I went into this little hiatus as a sales manager for a while and a marketing director, um, but then eventually moved back into editorial work and product development. Uh, so I stayed with that company for 20 years and then just continued to get other jobs in publishing. Um, at one point, I had uh, my own freelance company doing editorial work and writing, uh, but then the 2008 recession hit, and that kind of put a crimp in that business. So I took a job at the Westerly Sun, which was a little bit of a diversion, but just the most wonderful experience because I got to know a lot more about Westerly, meet some very cool people, including Nancy Burns Vizarro and... Um, uh, other people so that that was a wonderful experience and then I decided you know what I really miss publishing and went back into that when things had gotten a little better so yeah most of my career was spent doing editorial work and product development etc what kind of writing did you do for yourself well I actually because I specifically worked in religion publishing um, the type of books I did were more spirituality books uh, for families, for young people, prayer books, uh, pastoral resources. So I got very good at the God stuff. <laughs> and so what, what then led you to your role now as the director of Literacy Volunteers of Washington County? Mm -hmm. um, did that work in publishing and, and everything kind of lead you here or was it some other course that you took to to get where you're at um at the time which was the early to mid 2000 and teens i i just was getting very disillusioned with the publishing world um things were changing rapidly my work in product development was um, becoming, the demands were a lot more cutthroat. In other words, your, your, your task became steal this editor and steal this writer from this company and repurpose their work and do this. And I just didn't like the way things were going. So I started thinking about leaving that and doing what wasn't an unusual idea at that time, just kind of leaving the corporate world and going into nonprofit work, taking the skills I had in management and development and finding something um, hopefully local too, because I had telecommuted for eight years and that got a little tiring after a while. So what can you tell us about literacy volunteers and what you do, um, what, what kind of work you do, um, mm -hmm. and a little bit of the, uh, the history of the organization? Uh, the organization itself was started back in uh, 1982, 40 years ago, as an outreach of the library. So uh, we were housed there until 2000 and eight, I believe, and then the, as the library was growing and changing, um, 
there really was no longer a place for literacy volunteers. So fortunately, at that time, the Tower Street Community Center was just starting up, and we were invited to be a part of that group. And we moved over there uh, very successfully and had a wonderful community relationship with all the other partners there until it closed in um, June of 2020. So at that point, um, Father Sunil Shandy had heard about our situation, and they had some classroom space that they were looking to rent at the Episcopal Church. So we gladly took him up on that and, and moved downtown here. So in a sense, it's, it's almost coming full circle back to downtown Westerly. And it's been a tremendous advantage because for example, if, if our offices happen to be closed, like in the evening, that students and their tutors can come to the library and work or go to a coffee shop. Um, and it's just the general ambiance of the place. They'll go walking for maybe in Wilcox Park. So it's, it's been a very good situation for us. And the church community there has been very welcoming. Um, even though we're not directly affiliated with them, they still treat us very well. So, And what communities do you serve? When we first started back in 1982, it was more English, uh, people who knew English and maybe had some kind of a dyslexia or a, a reading disability because the teaching system back then and prior to that in the 70s and the 60s was not what it is now in terms of special services. Um, the fact that right away, if you have some kind of a reading disability, especially in an area like Westerly, um, they, they'll know about that in the school and address it. So then we focused more on people who needed help with reading, who were native English speakers, but just needed help writing or speaking, et cetera, mostly reading. Uh, but over the years, that changed. And our population now is largely um, people who have come from other countries. Uh, for a long time, that was primarily Asian people. Uh, now we're getting a lot of people from South America, from Central America, especially in the last three or four years as um, the situation has changed in terms of people being allowed to come into the country. And what kind of services are you providing people? We, uh, the first and foremost, we are helping them to learn English. Many of the people who come in really don't know English at all. Um, on the other hand, a lot of the people, um, and it's all adult students, we, we, you have to be over 18 right now. Um, we help them learn English, primarily speaking in this situation, so they can feel more comfortable in the community. Um, it's, it's amazing the kind of people who come into our programs. Uh, for example, we had a new student come today with his wife, and they had come from Mexico. He was a pharmacist there, and his wife worked as an office manager, um, and they came up here to take a job in one of the restaurants. So it's, it's a very common story, and, and the, the reason that kind of thing happens is language. So they, you know, we help people better their language so they can get back into the types of jobs that they've been trained for. 
Um, a number of our students are always looking for citizenship and we help with that. We help with common things like a driver's license or training to get into college, that type of thing. So it's a very practical approach. Um, it's individualized to what each student needs. We don't pay, you don't charge for the classes, so they're all free, so there are no barriers in that sense. Um, we're supported by, by very generous donors in the community and always have been by some grants and things like that, but we're very fortunate that, that we've been able to offer these services um, on a free basis for 40 years. And you, you do a lot of events now. Um, mm -hmm. You've done a number of events with us here at the United Theater in mm -hmm. the last couple of years. You've hosted and, and will be again, I believe, in the fall, hosting a uh, monthly book circle event right. here um, with a book swap. Uh, you've hosted a number of, of author talks and, and have more coming up, one tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. with authors and journalists and things like that. Tell me, uh, tell me about that side of, of literacy volunteers and, and what those kinds of events and, and that side of literacy and promoting reading and promoting uh, writers and mm -hmm. local writers um, and a community of readers and writers, um, how does that fit into your mission? Well, our speaker series was actually started by a long-term volunteer uh, named Joyce Ahern and she was part of the Watch Hill community. She had five children and was a teacher, an English teacher, I think at the elementary school level. And she was just a landmark in terms of reading here. Her husband was very much involved with the library. And so that's how the whole program got started. The whole literacy volunteer program got started. So when she passed away, um, I'm not exactly sure when, sometime maybe the late 2000s to 2010s, um, that speaker series was established in her name uh, to honor her work and her association with the organization. Um, so it, it, it ties in with the mission in that we feature people who've written popular books, who've written informative books, um, our event tomorrow night with the uh, newspapers is something that's challenging and provocative in the sense that it focuses on the value of uh, journalism and, and how that's endangered at this point. Uh, what about your, your uh, book circle event? Um, what, what's the kind of genesis of that event and... and um an overview of, of what it is and what a, what a typical night at a book circle looks like? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. The genesis was really that um, uh, the United reached out to us um, as part of their mission for uh, involving the community. And uh, so we kind of brainstormed and said, well, what can we do here that would help that, and um, that's how the idea of the book circles came up. We wanted to focus on local people who had an interesting story to tell, um, and keeping it on their favorite books and what they like to read. For example, one of the most popular was when uh, Jen Gibson and Andrew Nathan from The Cook Goose came and spoke. You know, people loved hearing the story about how they opened a restaurant and became chefs and met, which was 
always an interesting thing and so and then we had Susan Fisher recently back in June and that story was terrific even though it was a little bit different where she focused on the works of Van Gogh specifically so um, it just highlights the uh, importance of books and reading and being able to communicate ideas and shared passions um, yeah that's so just to take it back to, to Westerly for a minute, um, you've lived here since the 80s now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering, what, what are some of your favorite things and favorite places in Westerly since you've been a member of this community for, for so long? Hmm. Well, certainly the beaches, like so many people. Um, you know, I, as I said, I grew up in northeast New Jersey, and the dream was always to go down the shore. You know, if you were in the Philadelphia area, you went to Atlantic City. If you were in northeast New Jersey, you went down to Asbury and Seaside. And, you know, so that was, for so many people, just like the ultimate thing to be able to go to the shore in the summer and drive two hours to get there. So to be able to come to a community where it's 10 minutes away, that was always just a number one thing. Um, we both love the fact that it's easy to get to New York, it's easy to get to Boston, um, Providence has so much to offer. Um, the park, Wilcox Park, I, I just can't say enough about that. Um, it really is a jewel in our town, just being able to walk there and take, take part of all the events that happen there. Um, and then the growth, the things that are happening, the United Theater, I, I've, feel sometimes like we're here every night doing one thing or another because I know you don't have things besides the movies every night, but sometimes it feels like it. It's, yeah, just wonderful things like that are happening, so. So in, in ending all of these conversations I have with people from the community, I ask kind of, it's kind of a heavy question, but, um, and you can think about it for a minute. Um, it's kind of a, uh, a kind of setting the, the tone and path for, for future voices of Westerly. Um, and, you know, like any community, Westerly is ever-evolving. It's, it's changing all of the time. Um, for the best, lately, it, it seems to be uh, a lot of great things and a lot of growth happening in this community. So my question is, uh, what's next for you, and what would you like to see happen in this community over the next few years, and how do you see yourself being a part of that? Um, well, I have gotten more involved in the library, which started with my passion for Wilcox Park and now has extended to the library. Um, so that's going to be a bigger part of, of my involvement in the community, at least in the foreseeable future. Um, you know, I was part of the Downtown Business Association for a while, and of course that's defunct at this point. But what I discovered through that was the emergence of so many entrepreneurs downtown and in the greater community. And I think that's one of the most exciting things here, you know, uh, that people are seeing opportunities to grow and to expand the vision of the town. And, you know, it's almost like we're a little Brooklyn sometimes or some kind of thing like that. We're just getting to be a very good community. All right. Well, Mary Carol Kenzia, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Tony. All right. Thank <laughs> you.
Thanks for tuning in to the United Theatre Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. And if you could take a moment to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Your feedback helps us create content that you love. So hit that subscribe button and leave us a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.